Good morning. This is the so-called last day. Of what, I don't know. So there's always a temptation to future leap. But you all together have embodied and built up a great deal of tender concentration. Of concentrated tenderness. which opens us all up. Some we like to feel, some we don't like to feel. Some is shaky, some is still, some is hard to bear, some is a joy. But my bet is no matter what has happened, There's a little bit more body in the game than there was when we walked in. A little bit more sense of what is here. Maybe some Noticing of patterns, maybe some noticing of the mind, maybe some noticing of feelings. Maybe more beings to be devoted to. Cherish the silence. Not too fast. Even if you have felt agitation a lot, cherish that there's probably a lot less, that a lot's been relinquished, whether you tried to or not. cherish each other. 
It is a rare, rare, rare thing for hearts to sit silently together. And so we will move. Things will happen now. Things have been happening. They've just been a lot of still things. And we'll start turning toward ceremony, more ceremony. It's been a lot of ceremony. <laughs> Big ceremony. And we'll prepare for it, and there will be activity, and we'll have some idea of an end. But see if we can let go of the idea of an end. And rest in this. And let the body move at the speed of Zazen. Let the mind move at the speed of Zazen. Let our breathing still be our breathing. Let our body stay with presence. Notice when our footfalls get a little quicker than where we actually are. We leave ourselves. And now we're off to an idea of who we are instead of being the body we are, we're off to an idea of what needs to be done instead of being with what's happening. And if everybody moves a little slower, we can handle the extra five minutes. And even if we have to move quickly, what is it to move at the speed we need to move without ever rushing? Without leaving ourselves behind? Without leaving others behind? Tenderness requires attention. It requires a speed that moves at that vulnerability, at the speed of that vulnerability, which is much slower than the speed we probably usually move, at least in my case. So what is it to stay with that? and take care of what needs to be taken care of. To nourish ourselves and take care of what needs to be taken care of. I always, I was talking with Kaishin about this, I always appreciate the setsu tip for this. There's a profound teaching in the setsu tip. Are you eating or cleaning your bowls? 
Fall on one side, you're wrong. Fall on the other side, you're wrong. This is everything. If we hold up the spoon, we say we're eating. If we hold up the setsu tip, we say we're cleaning. But nothing has changed. If we do zazen, we say we're taking care of. We do the dishes we're taking care of. Same in both. So just notice that as we move together. Especially the more the people have been around longer, folks will be queuing off of you. We set the tone for each other. feeling, we're always watching. I was thinking about the, there's, there's a, I'm always moved. I was, thank you, Ian, for reading this morning. I am always moved by that story. Everybody has their moment, I think. For me, it's, well, it was a lot this morning, but it tends to be the, um, the moment the Buddha touches the earth. And the support that um, all of being brings forth to witness that birthright to freedom from suffering. Which Dogen turns around and says in what we just chanted, the whole earth is liberated. The earth is witnessing our liberation. Life is witnessing our liberation and is liberated. Because the earth doesn't need a bunch of self-addicted people running around. We are the earth, so in this way, the earth is quite liberated. We are how the earth is conscious of herself. We are not something other than that. We are this planet's self-consciousness. We just think we're our own self-consciousness. And we're clarifying together all the confusion of that. So that the Buddha, the ancestors, all of us, the earth, all beings can be liberated because it is, it's not one, but it's together. 
we're all together. So things may have come up for you, maybe a few things in this, in this um, retreat. And we're going to go into a ceremony. Normally, this is the talk where we talk about the ceremony. But I understand you've already talked about the ceremony, so I will probably not talk as much about it, but I want to say some things. All of you are supporting when somebody comes, when someone's been practicing for a while. At a certain point, uh, there is a turning. You're supported by people for a long time, and you're always supporting each other. Even the very first person who walks in the door first time is supporting everyone. But there's a lot of support coming from the Sangha and from the people as we go through our particular blend of stuff. <coughs> and there is a certain point where there is a more conscious turning toward, or I should say there is a turn toward more consciously supporting the Sangha. And um, I mean, we do that in all kinds of ways, but at a certain point there is, um, there is a time for someone to um, respond to the questions that come up, to respond to the questions of the Dharma, to deepen their ability to be in that process. And, and then that is often marked by um, the Shusso ceremony, which the funny thing about the Shusso ceremony, it's often Shusso is sometimes talked about as the senior junior. In other words, the top of the juniors. <laughs> the junior monks in the old in the Japanese monasteries. Because there may be a whole lot, in this case there's not, but in some monasteries a whole bunch of ex Shusos that are um, that are there too. So um, this person sits in, the, this person spends a practice period meeting with the Sangha, talking together, um, getting a sense of what is going on, living into the practice period, being a model during that practice period, showing up. and. Hopefully, what a shuso is is just a recognition of what has already what has already been true for that person. They've already been showing up in that way. In this case, that is certainly the case. And um, and then the sangha supports them in moving into this new. version of practice. We're doing it all the time. There's always these little places where we do something. Sometimes it's just striking the Han. Sometimes it's being Shika. Sometimes it's the terrifying Kokyo. 
spot. Um, I guess not everyone dreads Kokyo, but <laughs> most people do. <laughs> I certainly did. Um, and so all of you are supporting Ian today when this ceremony happens and there are questions that are being asked. And these questions that are being asked, you've just sat five days, some of you seven days. Are the questions that are coming out of this for you? The question that is coming out of this silence. And don't get too hung up on what the question is. It's the question that's the most authentic. So if your mind is like, oh, what question, what question? <laughs> Just feel into the question. And then that will come, and then Ian will feel into the response, and we'll have back and forth. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I sense disbelief. <laughs> and joyful. Even if the questions are painful, and some of them are, because that's in our life, clearly. And, um, but it's joyful to be together in this. So I want to encourage us to not um, let our heads spin up, our thinking spin up, leave the space in whatever ways we do, um, already be into tomorrow's planning, but to bring um, what all of us have gathered together into the ceremony. That is really a celebration of the Dharma itself. That is a celebration that the Buddha 2,600 years ago sat down, realized something, stood up, and started talking. Thank goodness. And then other people heard it, and they started sitting, and they started talking. Thank goodness. And then it came all the way down to us because, and one of the reasons question and response is such a big deal for us, is the first, um, the Dhamma Chakapavatna Sutta, the turning of the wheel of Dharma. It's called the turning of the wheel of Dharma Sutra that the, where the Buddha taught the Four Noble Truths. You know why the wheel turned? It's not because the Buddha taught. It's at the very end. It's because someone heard it and understood. That's what turns the wheel. 
So there is, it is always in dialogue. It is always in conversation. The Dharma is always between. It is always between us. It is always the conversation that is happening, even when we're silent, that is going on between us. That's where the Dharma always lives. Even when we're at home in our apartments and we're not next to each other and all of that, the Dharma is being expressed between us. And throughout us. And the in us is a throughout anyway. <laughs> it's just a bunch of relationships anyway. So it's always in relationship. And so we express ourselves in these relationships. And we formalize these relationships. And we make big ceremonies out of these relationships. But we're expressing the dharma of our relationships. Because I don't know about you, but I certainly would not have been able to do this myself. I don't know what I would have done with all the, without the elders that were all around me. That for some reason had patience enough to sit and listen to me on and on and on and on. that there's much more to say except um, care for yourselves. Care for the silence that is you. Care for the tenderness that is you at this moment. Care for all the things that don't feel like silence or tenderness, which are just more silence and tenderness. And um, appreciate each other. And when you don't appreciate that, that's still a soft, tender being. deserving of appreciation. begin to relish when you start noticing it, how good silence feels in the bones of the body. How good settledness feels, even when there's stuff whirling around. 
There is the body trusting itself. Knowing itself. Yeah, please move around. You've been sitting a lot. <laughs> um. You know, I think I'll just stop and, in a way, maybe, no, I don't even want to do questions because the next question should be for Ian. So. Let that question come. Don't worry. I mean, there is a uh, succinctness we appreciate because there's a lot of us. But um, but no need to be anxious about it. Just let life come through your voice. And then life will come through another voice. And then we'll all be fortunate enough to witness that meeting and be nourished by it. which is all we've been doing all week. Thank you for sitting. Thank you for your practice. Thank you for your devotion to one another. Thank you for caring for the Sangha and for caring for the Dharma and for taking the teachings of the Buddha seriously and for taking yourselves seriously, especially for taking yourselves seriously. It is a joy to be with you. This is the best time I can imagine. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.